Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 7 of Downton Abbey. One more episode left of Season 2, Alessandra. And then we have the Christmas special. Which is technically a part of Season 2, or is that technically Season 3, or is that just its own thing, or... I don't know, man. The British love their Christmas specials. They sure do. That's a... If, If anything, I've learned, British people love christmas specials they're like they're a very important part of of television (laughs) yes they're very important it's not what we have here in america um so without further ado i will play the downton theme song here For some reason, I can't hear this, so I will uh, get to the bottom. You can't hear it? I... <laughs> Is that bad? Does that mean it's not recording the sound? No, it's definitely recording the sound. <laughs> okay. Okay. So... That's, that's good, right? <laughs> yeah, it's good. It, okay. It's definitely fine. But... Um, All right. I'll just... Do we, I'll just... <laughs> Do we need to figure this out? Uh just a just a second so i've got this on the right here yeah i mean i don't know like uh, it's fine we we do these so so infrequently that (laughs) (laughs) like we don't know how to set up set up the sound thing i i thought i did so that's the thing you know what it's okay i don't need to hear it we've done this before where it's not necessary because we have a lot of of we have text so it's cool um, you guys can we... hear it. <laughs> you guys can hear oh, it. We shit. just won't hear it. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I have to. I have to like put the sound down. Oh god. Oh no. Oh, oh gosh. What's happening? It's all good. It's all fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just straight up playing with the. <laughs> it was just playing with, with the, the sound this whole time. No, no. Okay. Just, just like Uh-oh. for like the past five minutes. This is fine. Okay. Okay. Good. You know what? I feel um, like the people who listen to this podcast know that we're not we're not professionals. Okay. And if and if any of you thought that we were, don't <laughs> stop even, thinking. Even like if that, we cause... were professionals, I feel like I I just I would I would request some grace, you know, because I'm trying my best. 
uh, with. I mean, and a... this this is still a this is still a fairly new microphone that you've gotten as well. So this is a yeah, and and this is the only thing that we use this for. So it's it's definitely it's it takes time it takes time to learn how to use use these new tools and stuff. Yeah, and I feel uh, we we got to give some grace to some of the characters in this episode. So we're we're coming up on the last uh hospital batch to leave downton here um and we have i don't like how i don't i don't i don't like how the 1919 is slightly skewed like they couldn't have put that right under her feet like did you see that yeah i did it, you know the shot was a slightly <laughs> it askew me, it made me uneasy <laughs> <laughs> like come on you yeah. could have you could have moved edith over a little bit or like yeah or I don't know, move the nineteen nineteen under her feet. Like I mean, come on. Come We've on. gone through a lot of years so far. I mean the the war started in what nineteen fourteen or fifteen. So we're coming up on like four or five years of this um, whole war what situation. Year, what year was the very first episode, the Titanic sinking? And that stuff. was nineteen twelve. So. Oh. Wow. I mean, it's it's been a significant amount of time since then. Yeah, you know, for and, sure. and and these relationships kind of pause and start depending on when this these episodes are. Yeah, <laughs> so, so for uh, sure, it's a little bit of suspension <clears throat> of disbelief here. But we've so we've got Edith uh, talking to Mrs. Hughes about how it's the last shipment and the maids. Going back to the drawing room and everything's kind of returning to normal. Downton, the people are leaving. Everything's hopefully going to be yes, back the way it all was. The soldiers, all the soldiers are leaving. All the beds are being put away. Like Downton will soon be back to its uh, to its grand old ways. And we have Cora and Robert having a talk, um, just kind of talking about stuff that's going on. Um, she asked about Bates. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm going to keep him on. It's clear that his wife committed suicide and there's no reason for me to believe otherwise. So uh, I'm going to keep him on, obviously. Are you sure, sure about that, Robert? <laughs> Are you sure about that, Robert? We're not, we're not sure about that. And Cora continues to be a little bit... Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say she's being kind of difficult, but I would say that her and Robert... Are definitely are not seeing different. eye to eye. Yes, like yeah. they are. Right. Yeah, they are not. There, there's definitely some differences of opinion, and um, like he thinks Cora is being a little heartless in some of the things that she says. But I mean, Cora about and, Matthew here saying Matthew, Matthew should go home. Yeah, about about Matthew and about other things too. Like the fact that I don't feel like Cora ever comes to her own conclusions about things that she just gets like whispered about something by someone and then just that's her opinion i'm like cora can you just like have an opinion of her own for once like geez i think her opinion is that she wants mary to be married and we'll see here what he's you know she he, what robert says uh, and Cora saying she wants Matthew to be independent. She wants Matthew to be happy. And Robert's like, is there something you're not telling me? And the thing that she's not telling him is the whole scandal with Mary and um, the Turkish gentleman. So that oh, whole situation. Because he's still not quite sure. 
he didn't he's never known about that he's he's literally been in the dark about pamuk i i thought he heard about the rumor and just and just blew it off as a rumor i thought i thought it had come across his i don't think so like i do i don't recall him actually reacting to that so I don't hmm. think he even knows anything about Pamuk, which is why Cora is pushing Mary to get married so fast as well, because she wants her to, you know, get this whole thing behind her by getting married. To get to get married quickly as well as as well as to maybe kind of get Matthew out of the way, because as of mm-hmm. right now, Matthew mm-hmm. is still um he's still even though matthew's kind of kind of broken things off with Lav- yeah. with lavinia um he's still kind of he's still kind of a um an obstacle for mary like he needs to be out mm-hmm. of sight so mary can kind of like because cause everyone knows that she still loves him like it's 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 very well it's very well known everyone notices yeah. um and like and and again cora i don't think cora would have been would have been on this so um viciously if richard hadn't said anything like richard carlisle said like he, he was asking about matthew and being like oh is should i be worried about that's this right yep you're right and about then that. that's when yep. cora kind of started being like well mary needs to get married now we need to get matthew out of here we need to get matthew back with with, with lavinia we need to get mm-hmm. them out of here like mm-hmm. that's ever since he said that she's been like this true so we have mr carson bringing in six uh teacups <laughs> on a tray <laughs> Like big, t- I thought these were bowls at first because they're no, big. They're beautiful. <laughs> they're teacups. big. I mean, they are beautiful. Gorgeous. Into the library. They're with big and beautiful. Matthew, Edith, Lavinia, um, and Matthew's like, well, Mr. Carson, you don't need to bring in the tea, and he's like, well, I have to because we don't have any footmen. <laughs> Basically, he's just hoping the footmen come back. Um, Lavinia and Matthew seem to be getting along because she has tried to. She ch- she told him that she really wants to stay with him, despite the fact that he's crippled now, despite the fact that he can't use his legs and he may not be able to sire children. Um, yes, then she we is have determined. yes, he's very very determined. Um, then we have Robert and um, Jane, the new maid. Um, they're still flirting quite a lot. He helps her with these apples that she got from her mother's farm, and just talks about this son. Talks of about her hers. son. Yeah. About um, how he lets he her know that he had written, he'd written to the headmaster, and uh, and that hopefully, hopefully he gets in, he gets into this uh, special school. Yeah, like he's really kind of going out of his way to help this lady, and it seems that he's really taken to her. Um, it seems that yes. he is really enjoying her presence, and honestly, like she, to me, like she's really not fostering this. Um, it's kind of him that's fostering this in a sense. Like the two of them are enjoying each other's company and they want to discuss things, you know, about the war and the differences and stuff. And, um, you know, although yeah. she's and just with, a lady's with, maid, but. And with kind of all of the, the spats that him and Cora have been getting into, I think he feels kind of alone. He's been feeling kind of sad with like all, like, the whole time that the war was going on, because, you know, he kind of felt like he was useless and, like, not really doing much. And then, you know, with yeah. Laura kind of getting on his nerves, um, I can he's, definitely kind really of... really said that. He said that a lot of times, how he yeah, felt super I can useless. See him, yeah, I can see him, like, um, confiding in someone else or just needing someone to talk to, because he just doesn't really know what to do. But, yeah, the only other time that I felt like she kind of 
but not 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 to him like specifically she did have a, like a longing stare like a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago but when he and had even in this left the room though right yes here like, as well she looks at him and it's you know the acting is really great because you really see it in her eyes see it in his eyes the 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 need the the like ideal to become closer right she's she cares about him she looks at him like uh, in a way that's sympathetic she looks at him like she really cares about him you know yeah it's very subtle but yes it's still very clear like there's yeah, yeah. there's something there's some sort of tension there and the car Definitely. shows up it, it it seemed like Robert was trying to go into town, but like while Richard arrives, because he didn't want to be there when Richard showed up. But mm. he saw the car come, so I, I guess I didn't even he, think about that. Yeah, he he kind of said that to Cora. He he was like, she's like, oh, you're gonna go to town, but Richard's gonna be here soon. And he's like, exactly. <laughs> and he still he still came up when he did. So he's yeah. talking to him. He doesn't like Richard, and and you know I get it. Um, he's not. It's interesting because Mary is paired off with Richard, who seems to be the same age as Robert. And I know that... You think so? Maybe. It, I mean, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say he's younger Probably. than him. I, I mean, I would say they're, they're like, the same, right? <laughs> so. it's, it's hard because, like, Hugh, Hugh Bonneville has, like... Has, like, a very, like, young-looking face. He does. He, like he has a he very does. childish. He has very childish feet. He's very round. He's very mm-hmm. like squishy. Yep. Like he. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was gonna <laughs> say that got, too. Like, childish features. Yeah. So in a way, Hugh Hugh looks younger than than Richard Carlyle, but uh, yeah. Um. Just because yeah. just because uh um Jora Jora the Explorer has uh has he's got. He's got a weathered face. He does. He's very handsome. He's a but very he, but handsome. He's very rugged. Yes. He's very rugged, rugged looking. Yeah. Much yeah. less pu- much less pudgy round. You know, yes. like not much as much less pudgy round smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more um chiseled. Uh so yes, chiseled as well, yeah. Then we have uh Mrs. Patmore walking into everybody sitting at the table. We've got Thomas there. We've got um, O'Brien. We've got the you know the Bates and Anna. Um, yes, just as, as all the soldiers are leaving, people mm-hmm. are asking Thomas, like, "Hey, Thomas, when the fuck are you getting your ass out of here?" Um, and true. he's he's like, "Oh, I've got I've got plans." Is is this where he kind of? I, I think he just says like, yeah. "I have plans." Like I, nothing I, really substantial. I mean, I can play Maybe a little bit. Play something? Yeah, I'll just play a tiny bit of this conversation because I think what it leads into, we just kind of hear what's going on with him. Push the wind so, to the mm-hmm. What about you, Thomas? How much longer will you stay? Well, now the last of the invalids are gone, I suppose I'm finished. I'll report to Major Clarkson, but he won't be taking anyone on. I suppose the hospital will revert to the way it was before the war. Where will you go? What's it to you? Uh, bitch. He's, he's so mean. <laughs> I know. What the hell? Like, what's it to you? I know. Why do you even have to ask that? I'm going to Nunya. Nunya business. <laughs> where will you go? I'll tell you where I'm going. Into business. It's all set up. Do you mean black market business? Don't look so surprised. I found a dealer, and as soon as I make the payment, I'll have the supplies. Where will you keep them? I've got a shed in the village. I'm going to get a banger to deliver this stuff. Okay, so obviously you just heard Thomas is going to be somebody who gets a bunch of supplies and sells, I guess, to people like Mrs. Patmore. Um, 
food and things. So, but are these, so these, I guess I'm trying to understand, these supplies, they're not, they're not necessarily like illegal because people need sugar. They're, they're just things that are not in, in large amounts of quantity because mm-hmm. of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, they were kind of bought or, or uh, procured like maybe in an illegal way, like, like possibly getting them from a military shipment or like something else. Like, is that kind of why it's like black market supplies? Yeah, I think like, because he's kind of selling it on the side, that it's like mm-hmm. he's not supposed to be selling this. It's not like he has like a license to sell this stuff. And I guess where he's getting it from is a little bit shady. So yeah, he thinks that he he kind of says it more once we get to the shed. But he kind of says like, oh, you know, he got it from military, like from like military orders or something. I don't know. Like it was just. Pro- procured in in very different ways, and of course O'Brien is worried about him. She's like, "Okay, how are you gonna do this? Tell me all the details. Where are you gonna live? You know, I I would like to know because obviously she cares about him, and she wants him to be okay. But she's very worried about the situation. She's worried yeah. that he's not gonna have en- enough money. He's, she's worried that this is a very risky business, which it is. So." Yeah. Then the dressing gong rings and everybody goes out to uh, dress and Bates and Robert are together. And Robert, again, tries to uh, inquire about Mrs. Bates in a very forward manner, um, basically kind of asking him, you know, I you know, she must have gotten this poison somehow. Um, And kind of bringing that up to Bates She's like, well, she she got it. She must have gotten it somewhere to want to kill herself, right? Right. Yeah. So Robert's kind of like just thinking out loud and just kind of, yeah, kind of just saying stuff. And he says something like maybe a little inappropriate or like offensive. And he's like, oh, sorry, I was just you know thinking out loud. And Bates is Bates is concerned. He's definitely this is on his mind, and he doesn't really quite know what to do. He's a little worried. Speaking of inappropriate, we have Anna being asked into a room by Sir Richard Carlyle alone. Yes. Which, I mean, I would, the alarm bells be ringing, come in here to my room by yourself, please, without the door open. Um, Yeah. You know, that, and she doesn't want to go, and she kind of, like, gets in there, and he closes the door, and he basically asks her if she could check up on Lady Mary for him. Um, yeah. She knows that she's not going to be coming with them to the new house, but just the fact that she would... He, I mean, the fact that he would ask Anna to come, to, like, to, to like basically spy on Lady Mary is insane yeah. to me. You know, because he knows that Mary loves Anna. Why would Anna want to betray her like this, you know? It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's kind of a mess up on his end. I mean, the fact that Anna is so close with with all of the girls. Like, she's been with the house for a long time. And just to have some rando come in, like, even though he's betrothed to to Mary, like, just to think that she would kind of go behind Mary's back like that, like, that's, like, that that was really a mess up on his part. I know. What, what kind of person does he think that she is? Like, somebody who would be influenced by money, 
I just don't think that that's not like that's definitely not the kind of person that Anna is. She's definitely more morally upstanding. You know, it would have been exactly. better if and it I was like I don't think he understood yeah. that. Like if if it was Ethel like still right. living here or even O'Brien, you know, O'Brien would have done it. Like definitely like he definitely he definitely yeah. went to the wrong person like yeah. to do this. Yeah. I mean, O'Brien maybe, but like O'Brien would have even probably told her mistress, Cora. right? So it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe just Ethel, who just lived for herself. Um, so <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. um, so Anna leaves this conversation just like, well, that was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, she's like, who am I gonna tell first? I guess basically, it's basically what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, um, this whole situation here. So apparently, uh, Robert didn't know that he needed to wear like a dressing like a certain dress and i i don't know i was a little like confused a dressing coat yeah like he needed to dress up he near so he said i nearly came down in a dinner jacket because he thought we weren't gonna have any guests he thought it was just gonna be a regular night and uh oh. i'll just play a little bit of what violet says no jacket tonight. Really? but why not a dressing gown or better still pajamas that <laughs> or better still pajamas <laughs> she was like yes yeah, so i guess thinking that a dressing gown would like for whatever is just basically the same as pjs <laughs> and it's like and i understand that that violet and isabel and even matthew and lavinia are still like guests but like they're also family so it's mm -hmm. like the and and i don't know probably things were a bit more casual during the war like th this episode's kind of like oh well things are now changing a lot because of the war um and so, I mean, he probably just thought he didn't have to wear such a fancy outfit for dinner. I mean, you'd think you wouldn't if you were around family. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's talking about all of the changes, too. It's like, uh, you know, Isabel's saying pe women are wearing shorter haircuts and uh, shorter, shorter dresses. Skirts. Yeah. And, like, you know, different kinds of and clothes. I think more, like, loose-fitting tops, like, yep. better for working. Mm -hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And she's saying that working, it, it's a lot easier. And then, you know, Violet's like, I disagree. I think tight stuff's best. And, you know, everybody's kind of having this conversation about the changing times. And, um, you know, and I feel, you know, this is definitely to me one of the conversations that feels very authentic to this time period. You know, I'm sure that people were discussing the changing attitudes towards dress because this was a very transitional time. The, the teens of the early 20th century was when they went from people very tight in corsets to basically the kind of loose boyish clothing that we see in the 20s, which we're going to get to eventually in this, in the show. Mm. Um, and it, it, it definitely is a, is a very, you know, changing time. Things are, are becoming so different, especially for women. Um, Cause yeah. this is also during the suffragette movement so we've got a right. lot of, of stuff going on at this point yeah um and then robert was talking about uh just like all this stuff and then the, i guess mary's just like i'll try to get a, a boy's haircut like they're doing in paris <laughs> she's like i'll, I'll like it <laughs> Oh, yeah, there was something, oh, yeah, they're talking about Mary's femininity, and she's like, oh, 
who knows how feminine I am? And then Richard's like, oh, very feminine, I I would hope. And yeah. I don't know, it's just a very... Even with a short, very like, controversial, haircut. Yeah, very controversial opinion and, I don't know, whatever. Just causing tension. <laughs> I know that she gets, like, a more 20s haircut coming up. I think, uh, oh, and that's also where they bring up that Major Bryant and, uh, or Major Bryant's parents are going to come by right. and have a luncheon. Yes. Then we yes. have our first scene with Branson and Sybil. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it has been some time. I mean, since Branson propositioned himself to Sybil, I mean, it's been like four years. It's been a long time that he's loved her, that he's been keen on her, right? And yes. Asking her to live with him and, and run away with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Leave her family to yeah. be with him. Yeah. And she is definitely feeling the fact that because she was a nurse, she had a job, she had a purpose in life. And she does not want to go back to the way it was before, where she was just a lady-in-waiting, basically. She just was hanging out, doing all the random Regency things that she does, and she did not enjoy that. She wanted, she wants to go back to having a purpose. And she thinks that yes. being with Branson will give her that choice to do so. She hasn't quite given him an answer yet, but she says that the, these are her thoughts. And Branson's like, oh, so you're going to have your decision soon, hoping that you're going to pick me. And she says, very soon, hopefully. And then we have a conversation with Carson and Mrs. Hughes. And I think I got to play a little bit of what Mr. Carson says about um, his relationship with Mary. Because he clearly really loves Mary. And just this kind of really adorable memory that he brings up with her. Um, At the moment, he's talking about... um, Let's see. Haxley? Like Haxley yeah, House? Yeah. And, um, the gadgets I'm talking about the, the kitchen. <laughs> like, talking about, like, how 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 technologically advanced it's going to be. Like, I, I guess he's gone and, like, seen the premises and, like, seen the... Mm-hmm. Seen the estate already, probably. Um, and yeah, and quite, it's just... It's crazy. Quite, uh, yes, he's quite shocked and surprised by it. He says they're, like, something out of a film with Theta Barra. Which I know a little bit about from that podcast I listened to, the You Must Remember This podcast. She yes. was a uh, a silent film star that was kind of like, had like a kind of a gothic look. She had like a lot of black, dark makeup around her eyes. And she was like mm. really, um, she was like in a kind of a lot of horror films, like kind of like mm-hmm. that. And I remember mm-hmm. her and I was like, oh, that's really cool. That they they talk about her in this in this show. That's cool. Um, and he, you know, he brings her up, and Mrs. Hughes is like, "I'm supposed I I can't believe you even know about that." <laughs> so I'm just gonna play a, a a little bit, I guess, about him talking about Mary here. But yeah, will you be happy there? That's what I want to be sure of. If you're asking whether I'll regret leaving Downton. I will regret it every minute of every day. I thought I would die here and haunt it ever after. Well, then. You see, I think I can help her in those early years when it's important to get it right. And if I can help her, then I must. 
I wish I could understand. To me, Lady Mary is an uppity minx who's the author of her own misfortunes. You didn't know her when she was a child, Mrs. Hughes. She was a guinea a minute then. I remember once she came in here. She got to be more than four or five years old. She said, Mr. Carson, I've decided to run away and I wonder if I might take some of the silver to sell. <laughs> Well, I said, that could be awkward for his lordship. I suppose I give you sixpence to spend in the village instead. Very well, says she, but you must be sure to charge me interest. Okay, that was very cute. So he's just talking about how, how much he cares about her and we'll get we'll kind of get back in, in touch with that in a, in a moment um, when she talks to him, which we're going to see yes. in like a couple scenes. Um, and then Anna comes in and she's like, Mrs. Hughes, I have to speak to you. I guess I should just speak to both of you. And I guess yeah. this is when Anna tells them about how Richard Carlyle uh, propositioned her to spy on Mary. So, yes, she she tells them this. And then, uh, and popping over to Bates and Matthew, Matthew uh, brings up. Um, like what it what it means to feel a slight tingling in your legs to Mr. Bates. More than a slight tingle. More yeah. than a slight tingle. <laughs> and uh, and he's and I and and Mr. Bates basically you know gets his hopes up a little bit. He says, "Oh, the doctor says that it's just like it's called like phantom leg or something like phantom limb." Where like yeah. you just kind of feel like you can feel your limbs because you know, you you live with them for so long that you just feel like you think that they're there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel but, like <laughs> what I just what? feel like there's a better way to test this. You know, like there's a lot of skin on your leg. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of movement. You could like play around with them. You could like reach down there, touch a bunch of points in your body, and try to feel where you can feel it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, pro- yeah, probably. <laughs> like, do some exercises. Like, try to see if it's actually coming back. Because if you can feel your leg, you can feel your leg. You know, if you can touch yeah. your knee and feel your knee, then that's a good sign, right? Yeah. Yeah, you'd think so. <laughs> you would think so. Yeah, they're not just, like, dead white on your body at that point. They're like, I can feel my knees now. You know, when I touch my knees or whatever. But um, I feel I feel a knee there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. But Matthew is uh, getting into some good spirits. Mr. Bates is really sweet and says, you know, you, you never know. Things things could things could come around. And he says not to tell anyone because he doesn't want to get anyone else's hopes up. Um, then we have Mrs. Hughes visiting Ethel, just basically telling her, OK, come to down at this point. Um, Major Mustache's parents are going to be there. So, yes come and I may be able to get the mother Major Mustache's mom away so that she can meet the son and get on her good side first. But, you know, yes. it's, it might not work, so just don't get your hopes up and all that. Um, and, uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's a little dark. Ethel, Ethel is definitely very um, impatient for this to work. Like, she d- 
definitely has her hopes up way too high. Like, yeah. she wants this to work. Like, she I know. does I not want to have to take care of this child by herself for the rest of her life. I, you she, know, I, I get it. Like, I, I get how... She wants help. Yeah. I get her frustrations, and I understand that she's very eager for this. For sure. Yeah. Um, then we have a conversation with Edith and Sybil, and... A lot of these conversations are so simple. Basically, Sybil is like, I am feeling like there's a way we can not return to the way things were, and I have an out. That's it. Like, she's like, I have a way of not going back to the way things are. And she tells this to Edith. And she says, Edith, you're much nicer now that the war, like, after the war. <laughs> you know, it really, it's true. Like, Edith has become a lot nicer of a human since uh, since the beginning. She definitely has. Um, and so Sybil still kind of, still kind of talks very vaguely about this. Like, like she just, she basically just says, like, she would go to great lengths to not go back to the way things were, kind of. Like, great. she doesn't really length because at this point i don't think Drastic. she's decided to 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 run away with branson yet i i know no. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself but ev- everyone knows what this episode's about so. <laughs> um yeah but yeah so uh thomas has taken o'brien to his uh shack where the where the supplies are the sugar and the flour and the whatever the the black market supplies and uh, he's uh, he's showing her his digs. He's like, yeah, this is going to make me a wealthy businessman or a wealthier. Um, and this is how I'm going to get by. I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be a fancy uh, businessman. And he seems like he's got quite a lot of supplies there. Um... Yes. And this is where she kind of tells him, um, or that Thomas tells O'Brien that he, he paid this guy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not worried because... Um, at whatever price he's going to sell these at, he'll he'll make it all back plus more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but he did pay. He says here that he paid the guy a lot of money. So and they're going to go to Mrs. Concerning. Patmore first because that's a good yes. way to start um, to try to get yes. some money. Um, okay, but I'm going to play this scene with Mary and Carson because she just goes off on it. I mean, it is it is. Mary is yeah, lashing let's, out. Let's, let's set the context. <laughs> yeah, Carson we'll is just... telling Mary that that she's not he's not going to go with her to Haxley. But Carson, if you're abandoning me, I think I deserve to know the reason why. I do not believe that Sir Richard and I would work well together. But there must be more to it than that. You knew what Sir Richard was like. We were to educate him together, you and I. Wasn't that the plan? Sir Richard offered Anna a sum of money to report your activities to him, whom you saw, what you said. He wanted her to spy on me. Naturally, he used a different word. Naturally. And she refused? She refused, and she reported the offer to Mrs. Hughes and me. Well, I wish she'd come to me first. So you mean you'd be uncomfortable? working for a spy master. How disappointing of you. And I always thought you were fond of me. Oh, what a dig. there you are. Okay, so Carlisle, Carlisle walks into another conversation, but Mary is upset, and she's upset that 
Carson won't go with her. And she's using a very, you know, the tactic of, I thought you liked me, Carson. Why would you do this? And Carson's like, he, I cannot work for somebody I don't respect. I'm sorry, Mary. <laughs> like, it's not going to well, happen. <laughs> and I think, and I think the fact that Carson tells, I think he was hoping this conversation would go another way. Oh, 100%. That she would, yeah. that she would now want to break it off with him. Um, I, but she can't. If, like she can't break it off of him because of the whole I blackmail situation. <laughs> I know she can't, but he doesn't know that, and it's because 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 at first when he said this, I I was like I was like oh damn like would if if Mary's gonna stay with Richard wouldn't wouldn't Carson want to be there to back her up like have someone there to like be there for her if shit goes downhill like if shit mm-hmm. hits the fan yeah. like. But I think I, I think when he first brings this up to her, he's he's thinking this conversation is going to go another way. Like, oh shit, this dick was going to spy on me. Like, I'm, I'm calling off the wedding right now. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's how he. But he she knows it to go. how he is, and she's kind of accepting it. But she's like not happy about it. Like, yeah, she's... ever since that that kind of a aggr- very aggressive uh, scene with mm-hmm. the two of them. Um, she is definitely not happy with her current situation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now that Mrs. Bates is dead, I guess Carlisle really doesn't have to reveal her secret. But um, he did do her a solid. So um, then we have Robert in this insane scene where he goes and talks to Jane, who's like, oh, yes, he's like, she's like, what is she doing? She's wiping down the, he, the crystal. <laughs> yeah, she, she's wiping the dishes. Robert just comes in to say that, like, tell Carson that I'm in the dressing room. Like, yeah. and he sees that she's, like, around the wine. And he's like, oh, this is a wine that we wanted to try. It's new. It's whatever. And then he kind of, like, just lunges at her. This is a <laughs> tiny little room, okay? And he, he pops himself in with her, and it's a very small little room. It's a really weird situation. Yeah, he he he's like, I'm foolish. I don't. I've lost my way. And he's looking at her, yes. and he just like jumps on her and kisses her. Like out of he nowhere, does. he like legit just like a, just yeah. puts his. She's face not on even her face. looking at him when he does it. She's looking like down, <laughs> and and she's kind of like oh, you know, she's just, like struck. And yeah, she's she's kind of winded. Yeah, and she's it's a, like it's a crazy. She's situation. like, oh, he's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I was, it was so horrible of me. And she's like, I forgive you. It's fine. And he just like kind of runs away. Yeah, and you know, she's like telling Carson, uh, oh, the uh, lordship wants you, and blah blah blah. And he's like, are you all right, Jane? And she's like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. Like, she doesn't even like say oh lady stuff and then runs away like she does she could at least give some kind of excuse that Carson wouldn't bother yeah no she's just like she's like oh yeah things are great <laughs> bye and she's like very like not yeah. not smooth at all like not smooth and then Carson goes to tell Robert that he's actually not going to be leaving um Downton and, yes and know. I think is this where he brings up what happened as well like he brings up the the spying thing, right? Doesn't he tell Robert? Yeah, he says he doesn't want to work for a man he can't respect and and all that. Um, so, he, yeah, he, he definitely, I think he understands the situation. And no, no one really likes, you know, the Carlisle. Like, he's not, he's not a very likable guy. 
Yeah, no, he's not. And then Anna goes to talk to Mary and is like, Mary's like, you should have told me first. You shouldn't have told Carson and Mrs. Hughes. And of course, she's making Anna feel like shit now. So Mary's made Carson feel like shit. Now she's made Anna feel like shit. And it's really because the way Mary sees it, she wanted less people to know about it. Yeah. Because either way, she was she was still going to she's still going to be with Richard. Like there's there's no other choice for her. So I think she would have. That's why she's pissed, because she's like, well, damn, now everyone in the fucking house knows. Yeah. And this is just, this is just bad for me. Um, if Anna had brought it to Mary before, she could be like, thank you for telling me, and that could have been it. She's, like, she's very pissy because of her own choice. She, and we'll see that as we, as it continues. Um. Yeah. So, okay, then we have a very crucial, crucial scene here. Emily, what happens in the scene? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, Lavinia takes Matthew into a room and, and, oh God, okay. And then, and she's like, oh, some dishes are here. I should go take them to the kitchen. He's like, oh, let someone else get that. She's like, no, I can do it. She picks him up, trips, yep, drops the dishes. They all crack. And then Matthew gets up out of his chair. He stands mm-hmm. and makes sure that Lavinia's okay. And then mm-hmm. Lavinia's like, oh my gosh. And now everyone in the house is running down to see Matthew. They're like, oh, come see Come see the great spectacle, family. And they all come in. And they're like, Matthew's legs work. Look at this. He can stand. And he, he, you know, I think it was really cute how they had him stand again. The fact that Lavinia, like, tripped over something and then he could catch her. It, it was yes. kind of it was kind of adorable. Like, it's not like she was in a lot of danger. If she tripped, she'd probably be okay. But he stood up and, like... You know, it was... I mean, I mean, she 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 tripped over a whole ottoman. Oh, like, whole... I mean, that could have been <laughs> way worse. That could have been way worse. Everybody is all their surprised reaction faces are hilarious to me. Like, we looked upon them and they're all just like, "Oh my god!" Like, if we were acting in that situation, just like trying to act surprised and happy, it's such a to to me, it's such a like disingenuous kind of way because you yeah. know they're all acting so it's like oh yeah. my god wow you know like Matthew you can walk you're fine oh, oh, oh. oh my gosh yeah. uh, it's just really silly um, but Robert was very sweet about it yeah. he like goes up to me and goes oh my boy I'm so glad Who you know clearly so and then it's walk. just like Robert really like he, he just makes it clear that he really cares for Matthew more than his own daughters so much and in this situation this is exactly what you know this whole episode kind of he really sees Matthew as a son in 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 a level more than his own daughters like and, and that's what Cora I think is trying to explain as well which is why they're they're at odds as well so this whole dynamic and I mean, he has three daughters. Like, he feels like it's Matthew like a, it's is like his a own real, son. It's like a real Mrs. Bennett situation. Where yeah. It's like, Mr. Yeah. Bennett's like, oh, it'll happen when it happens. And then Mrs. Bennett's like, they must all be married. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but just, Mr. I mean, Mr. Bennett's a little, a little bit more chill than Robert, it seems like. I mean, I would liken it more to like, like what it would be like if your dad had a, his like a son because he has three daughters as well. <laughs> it's just so different, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, 
then we have the doctor here to evaluate Matthew's condition. And the doctor's like, well, I thought you were never going to be able to walk again. But this other doctor thought otherwise. But I didn't want to say anything because I, I didn't believe that you could walk again. And Yes. You know, Another like, I get it. consulted saying that it might just be a, a spinal shock or something, not mm-hmm. really a sever or a yeah. or a tear or anything, like, serious. Yeah. It was, like... Just, just, like, shock and, like, a lot of bruising and a lot of, like, inflammation that yes. hopefully will go down and then you'll be able to use your legs again because, <laughs> you know... Yeah, but basically he just says Matthew needs to take it easy. Um, and that his strength will come back and he'll, he'll be able to, but he just can't, he can't do too much too quickly. I mean, totally. I mean, if you, you should, you should take it month by month here. You're like, don't just, got to go to some PT, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do that For shit. Sure. You got to learn how to walk again. Okay. Like, that's not hard. Like, that's not easy. All right. Like, it's a very difficult situation. Uh, okay. Yeah. Then everybody's like, oh, okay. We should all do dinner. And Carson's like, oh God. I don't have enough footmen for this shit. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, and Violet... <laughs> Violet's, like, very happy. And something... something Something's mustering um, in, in Violet's mind. She's, oh, you think she, so? She's gonna... She's gonna do something. <laughs> not like not like I know how the, how the episode oh. goes already, but... <laughs> I forgot about that scene. That's right. She's... She's very happy. Um... Then Mr. Bates confronts Anna about the whole situation. I, I think I actually should play a little bit about uh, this one because it's a little bit crucial to their to their story here. Give a little situation. No, tell me. I've got time. It's just something his lordship said recently. I can't get out of my mind. Alvira must have bought the poison and taken it home with her. Yes, I suppose she must, and it's... It's a terrible thing to think of. But she didn't. I did. What? Months ago, before I left, Vera said we needed rat poison, and I bought it. It was arsenic, and I've been thinking that's what she must have taken. Have you told the police? No. Tell them. If you don't, and they find out, it'll look bad. But wouldn't I be asking for trouble? You're asking for trouble if you stay silent. Anna? Okay, so apparently he had bought this arsenic for her months before and he's like yeah, rat poison yeah like which is you know something that you buy and it's just kind of insane that like why would the police find out that he was the one who bought this for her like why would that matter like you bought it for rats or whatever because she asked for it and like it's in the house okay she took the arsenic like i don't i don't understand like wh- like, it was her choice to eat the arsenic. Like, you can still buy the arsenic, but it's not like you're the one. Like, I don't understand how, how they would find out that he was the one who bought it. You know? I think... Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that the arsenic was just in the house might... It just might be turned around to look like he could have still taken it and given it to her. But what if she um, bought the arsenic? Like, I... She could have easily bought the arsenic result. I mean, how, how I think, would the police know? <laughs> I mean, that's true. But again, if arsenic for rat problems was like a was like a common thing to have in the house, then honestly, anyone who comes into the house could have 
like this could like anyone could have done this like if, if this is just a standard thing that's in the household like i don't know i think it's just the fact that he bought it, i don't know why it has to be because he bought it like yeah she, she could have bought it like i don't know <laughs> it know. doesn't matter if he bought it i mean it, it she could it, have literally decided to die sense. gone out bought the arsenic and kill herself in the same night you know yeah I at just... this point at at this part of the episode, it's not like a, it, it doesn't seem like a huge deal, but then something kind of comes up later mm. that makes it a bit more serious. So I think they're just yeah. building up to this point. I Again, agree. this, like, Mr. Bates is just, just worried because he should be. Like, yeah, totally. The, the fact that his <laughs> wife is dead and he was just visiting her is, is grounds enough to make me think that he murdered her. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Um, okay, so then Carlisle at dinner is just talking about how he really, really wants this place done, like at Haxby, like as fast as possible. He's basically like, yeah. I, I need it to be done so that we can move in and then we can like, you know, but well, he also wants to that. sell it. He's, he's, he's wondering, yeah, he's wondering if Haxby is even a good place for him and Mary. He might want a place that's farther away. From Downton. <laughs> he, like he literally From says, Downton. I want it to be farther away. And yeah, he said, who knows if that'll even be good. Maybe I should just steal Mary and take her far away from here so none of you guys can talk to her again. Exactly. He's, <laughs> he's got nefarious, like, intentions. And then Matthew's like, this is a great time to tell everybody that Lavinia and I are still married. And Mary's like, ah, yeah, great. <laughs> I want to die. We are, we are back. <laughs> we are back to being um, engaged. Yeah, he's like, he's like, Lavinia, she's been a real stubborn mule. She never left my side. <laughs> she is. I mean, she loves him a lot. I, he's a good she, guy. I know. I know for a, the fact that if she was going to marry me, well, I possibly couldn't have kids and have a proper life or a proper proper a marriage um then that makes me know that that she that she loves me more than i could ever know so he was like the wedding's back on and we'd love to have it at downton and like we want to get married here with you guys robert's like sure you shall have it here my son you know just like (laughs) basically basically (laughs) and i didn't i I never i didn't see the um did cora have like a reaction when he when he said this during this she looks kind of scowly She's like, okay, you know, what else is new? You know, I mean, obviously, and, you know, maybe, (laughs) maybe Mary shouldn't have, you know, uh, (laughs) wondered about marrying him in the first place with that whole baby situation. We we wouldn't be in this situation if Mary was just like, yes, I love you. But, Mm -hmm. you know, because Mm -hmm. she can't have him, she loves him even more. That's the way it works. Is it mm-hmm. not? Is mm-hmm. it not? <laughs> I love how was it Violet? Was it Violet that like specifically asked Mary, Mary, isn't this great news? And she's like, Yeah, great, whatever. Yeah, great grandma. <laughs> thanks. All right. Yeah, Granny, it's super great news. So this is the night where Sybil decides. And I think maybe we should play this here. Yeah, wh- whatever, why not? <laughs> they're excited they won't care where i am they only have their conversations i like mr matthew in a garage he knows the dinner oh, that he wants to come and he, and he, he says she's late so i think she's Somehow been coming by and talking more to him like that the war is really over times. and it's time to move forward he looks really cute Do you mean you've made your decision he's really quite adorable yes 
My answer is that I'm ready to travel. And you're my ticket. Oh. To get away from this house, away from this life. Oh Me. boy. Oh boy, so dry. No, Uncle Tom Cobbley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He's been oh gosh. But I've waited so long for oh, those yes. words. I can't believe I'm hearing them. You won't mind burning your bridges. Mind? Fetch me the matches. Oh, okay. Yes. And kiss me. <laughs> that is all until everything is... Oh, God. Now God knows it's, it's enough just... that I can kiss you. Okay, so so then they, they get to kiss each other. <laughs> I just... <laughs> They get they get to lock lips. <laughs> it's just I. It's so dramatic. I'm just like, really? Yeah. Was this so necessary? Like, honestly, I don't I don't care about their relationship. <laughs> like, I really don't care. I think that they want us to care. I think that the writers are like, oh, I know gonna... for sure they want us to care. But that's <laughs> don't tell me don't tell me who to care about. I will tell you who I care about. <laughs> yeah alright so how dare you then we have Robert and Cora disagreeing about this whole situation with Matthew um, Cora's like you're not thinking about your own daughter who has to get married and now Matthew's going to get married ahead of your daughter at Downton now we have to push Mary's wedding and of course like Mary, Mary's like happy that they're going to push the wedding but it's like she doesn't want Matthew and Lavinia to get married and Cora knows that like Cora's just like, I think Matthew deserves to be happy. I think Mary deserves to be happy even more. Um, and obviously, uh, Robert feels the opposite. Um, then... Yeah. I mean, he just... I, I don't... Like, again, he's he's really unaware. Cora's aware of everything. Yeah. And she's yeah. really just trying to... Like, the more time that... I mean, and, and Cora's right. I mean, as as much as Cora annoys me and I don't want to be on Cora's side, um, she she's right. Like, I mean, if she truly wants Mary to get married to, to Richard Carlyle, then they really just need to get this done. It's um, been, like, over a year. Like... Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Like, it needs to get done because there's a lot of other factors. Um... But anyway, um, then we've got uh, Thomas trying to convince his, Mrs. Patmore to buy his flour and stuff for the Well, yes, cake. they have to start making a wedding cake, and they yeah. don't have much stuff. So they're like, perfect, let's let's take this time to try Thomas's um, goods. products. Yes. Goods. goods. Um, and then they kind of settle on, basically, let's let... Daisy make the cake with my supervision. Will well, Daisy asks your... to. I don't really yeah. know where Daisy's getting to, but she's I like, Mrs. Either. Hadmore, could I, could I try and make this wedding cake? She's, um, she's and she's like, why? More... Why would you want to do that? And she's yeah. like, she's like, because I, I, because I want to know. I want to know how. And and if it's horrible, then you'll have enough time to make, to another, make another one, one if it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's plenty so of time. I don't really time. know where. where yeah, I don't know where Daisy's getting at with this, but she really wants to make this cake. I mean, um, I think Daisy is showing a lot of initiative. I think Daisy is suddenly trying to not feel so bad for herself and actually get her, uh, you know, maybe she, she's she got a goal to become a 
a cook for a household, you know? Maybe. I mean, she does She does help Mrs. Patmore a lot. She Ms. does, Patmore, and, and, you know, that's a pretty worthy goal for what she wants yeah. to do. If if Daisy wants to become a good chef, she she definitely should try. So she she says that in there, and then Mrs. Patmore's like, okay, well, you give me the supplies, and I'll decide if I want to pay you or not. Right, like yeah, you give me these yeah. things. Yeah, Miss Palmer definitely you know. covers her tracks. Yeah, she's like, she's like, let's just wait and see till I get here and see how they work. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so now we have the luncheon with um Major Mustache's parents, who is Hagrid. <laughs> is it? I thought it was just Mister yeah, Gibbs. Yeah, that's Hagrid. Are you sure? I don't. That's, that's Hagrid. I don't. Is that him? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just Mr. Gibbs from um from Pirates of the Caribbean. I didn't realize he was also Hagrid. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna look it up, dude. I don't think you're I don't know. I, I feel like Is I'm, he is he Mr. Gibbs? He's he definitely Mr. Gibbs, Mr. Gibbs. He's definitely Mr. Gibbs. I'm looking this up. I don't even need to like I don't even need to, to to be sure that it's Mr. Gibbs because I know that it's Mr. Gibbs. But it's Hagrid. Okay, I'll kind of well while you're looking that up, um, I'm gonna quickly kind of recap what just happened. Yeah. So um so today's the day. Ethel is off somewhere hiding, waiting, waiting for her chance to to show uh major major mustache's parents the baby, a uh, little Charlie. And um and uh, you know, Mrs. Hughes is is like, um, uh, can I show can I show Mrs. Mrs. Bryant uh, somewhere alone or something? And they're like, no, it's fine. We can just we can take her in and whatever. Um, and we kind of we kind of get a feeling that uh, what's the guy's name? The uh, the the husband. He's just kind of like he's kind of pushy. He's like, yeah, we're just gonna have to kind of eat and leave. Like we don't really yeah. have time to hang around and chat. Yeah. Um. So again, I don't know why this luncheon. Like, I don't know why it really was, happened in the first place. But I don't know why it happened. They I came. Really don't. They came there. No, Hagrid is they played came. by Robbie Coltrane. This guy is Horace. Or, sorry, this guy is Kevin McNally, who is Gibbs. <gasps> he looks like he kind of looks like Hagrid. No, like I'm like, what are you talking about? No, he, he looks. He looks like Hagrid. He's Gibbs. Okay, he's definitely Gibbs. All I'm right. wrong. I thought I thought he was Hagrid. He looked like Hagrid. Okay, but you recognized him. So then, yeah, obviously, Ethel and this chunky baby are downstairs, um, just chilling. Miss Wait, yeah, Miss Hughes comes in. She's like, she's like, it didn't work. I, I, I tried to get her alone, and and it wouldn't work. And and the and the husband's like an asshole. So like, this isn't gonna work, Ethel. No. She's like, you should just leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, Good good summation of this because we gotta we gotta keep going. All right, we we, we gotta we gotta get it. Gotta get it. Not every episode needs to be an hour and thirty minutes. No, it does not. Okay, Daisy is like, I will make a, this cake. Okay, that that's this. Oh, fu- this is where she says it. Yeah, I don't know why we needed that scene, but all right. Then it's we whatever. see Ethel yeah, I, again. It's dumb. I don't. <laughs> then we it's see useless. Ethel running. Oh, she, yes, she's like going out of this dungeon. Uh, the underground. Yeah, she runs past the kitchen. Yes. Runs, and and Miss Patmore's like, what's that Ethel? And Daisy's like, who? <laughs> did she have a ba- And I love it because Mrs. Patmore's like, did you see what she was carrying? And and then Daisy was like, no. And she's like, oh, okay. 
Well, I'm just going to keep like, it to oh. myself then. <laughs> she's like, she's like, all right, then let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I fucking love that. I fucking love it. She's like, I'm not even going to start rumors. I'm just going to keep it to myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely liking, liking Mrs. Patmore a bit more. Yeah. Um, she's, she's, a she's really great. Like, she's a really great character. Um, all right. So now everyone's eating lunch. Um, oh, what are they talking this, about? This whole situation. I mean, I, I I definitely got to play the part. Shit show of a scene. <laughs> I know. Oh, Ethel, she comes in. All right, you're okay, going to play it? I'm going to play. Ethel <laughs> runs in, and I'll we'll just, we'll just play from this part. I do have to say, okay. notice how quickly Major Mustache's dad just jumps on this. Like, it is too fast. Way too fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's prepared. I know what this is. Mrs. Hughes, I don't think it's quite the right I'm stopping. Oh, because... Since Cora was, Until about was aware of the situation, she knows what's happening. This Cora's is Charlie. Boy. <laughs> He's almost a year old. What proof have you? What? I say, what proof have you? If my son was the father of this boy, where's your proof? Do you need letters? Any signed statement? Well, would the be letters saying. were in the same house? I think she's <laughs> telling the truth. I'm interested in think. <laughs> yes, I, I want proof that my son acknowledged paternity of this boy. If what you say is true, then he would have known of the boy's existence for months before he... The mom's definitely looking sympathetic. Before he was killed. Yes. Oh, yeah. And you? So? Nothing. What did he do about it? Sorry. He did nothing. Nothing? A whole lot of nothing. Okay. Um, he, he really jumps on it. And like I said, in the last episode, she has absolutely no proof. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what to and, say. Yeah. Come at it like that. Like, come and be like, listen, I have no proof, but this is his son. I don't know what to tell you. Your son died. If you want to have a grandson, here he is. I don't know what else to say. Like that's yeah, it. I'm I'm not trying to play you. No, I'm not trying like, to come like, at just, it. Like, in I that know direction. how this. I know how this looks. Yeah, yeah. But it's not yeah, the way she does I mean, it. It's it's kind of like she's desperate, so she jumps in there. She doesn't have any proof. She doesn't have. I mean, there's no way to prove I mean, that this at, is at the son. least she could at the least she could maybe show him that letter that she wrote him that she tried to have Mrs. Hughes like give to him. But she does just... have references. She has Mrs. Hughes. She has everybody who knows that she was sleeping with this guy. And that is definitely yeah. a big, you know, Mrs. Hughes believes her. Cora believes her. The mom starts to believe her. So maybe this is going to come out in the future that the parent, like, especially the mom in the mom says to Isabel that she feels like the father cannot deal with his own grief, that he's lashing out and he feels, you know, he cannot continue to feel this way about his own son. Yeah. And he's really, you know, I and mean, he's upset. I get that. I, I understand he's upset yeah. that his son is dead. So he's lashing the mom, out. The mom, mom even tries to out. say something. She's like, she's like, well, I'd, I'd like to. And then he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Just, you know, he's being really overbearing and non-sympathetic and just completely, you know, being the man very, who very un Very unlike Hagrid. It's not Hagrid. Very unlike. Unhagrid. Un he's acting like a man in the situation would who does not, you know, value the uh, emotional intelligence of a woman. It's, it's, it's aggravating, but that's... 
That's what it is. <laughs> and why and why did she turn to Isabel and be like, you knew her? Like, Isabel didn't know her. <laughs> I know. Well, she's right next to her. She As- seems like a nice lady. You know, and it's just like, okay. this woman, oh God, I just, sometimes men, I just can't. Like, I just, I just get so upset. <laughs> They just they just trot all over women and make them feel like shit, and that's exactly what this fucking major mustache did to Ethel. Yeah, (laughs) it's so horrible. It is just like his own dad who probably treats his wife like that, even though he's in pain. He's in pain, and he's putting it on other people. You know what? Mary's doing the same exact thing in this episode. She is in pain, and she's putting her pain on others. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah. And Ethel's like, okay, Anna, hold my baby for five seconds, because I hold my baby day and night all day long. Um, never put this fat ass down. And I'm tired, and I can't <laughs> can't keep doing this, you know? And I was like, maybe they'll they'll come, too. Um, and, and then Mr. Carson comes in, and he's like, Anna, we need your help. Please give your child back to Ethel. Ethel, you need to get out of here. <laughs> he has no, like... <laughs> no remorse no remorse like just he's just like you need to leave this we cannot have this right now we cannot feel sympathetic towards you you need to get out of this house he's like do you have fare for the for the bus she's like yes bye the parents of major yeah. mustache Anna, just Anna was very was peace very out sweet. she's like she's like maybe the the mom seemed interested maybe she'll reach out to you at some yeah. point i mean you know what like i think that's what's gonna happen i think the mom's gonna be like listen there's no other way we're gonna have a grandchild i think if Mrs. Hughes believes that this is the child of this person, and she clearly does, I think, you know, she might come around and be like, there's no, you know, either we have a grandchild or we don't have a grandchild. It's your choice, terrible man, dad, grandpa. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, major mustache grandpa, you're horrible. You're just a really mean person who does not have any love in his heart. And... Yeah, I mean, think about it. You you lost your son in the war. Yeah. And having having another one might might fill that void a little bit. Just a little bit. It might help to to care for it a might, little might it might help to care for another human being. A little baby. That a little baby. You could start from from scratch. <laughs> maybe make this maybe, one not maybe, an maybe asshole. Maybe make this one less of a dickbag. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, we gotta keep going. Um, yeah. Okay, um, let's go. <laughs> okay. Over everyone, here. <laughs> everyone's in the drawing room. Richard is is like people need to know my two cents. He's like this lady's a fraud. She was totally trying to dupe him. All and they're right, like Richard, fine. this is not the fucking time. <laughs> and th- this is when Mary really kind of rash- lashes out. I, 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 yeah, I'm gonna she play. does. <laughs> when she like, did this, I was like, it. I was like, oh, Mary. I'm gonna, <laughs> the truth is, Ethel's made her choice and now she's stuck with it. That seems a little hard. <laughs> now she's stuck with it. Does it? Aren't all of us is, stuck is, with is the choices we make? Yeah, oh, I did. Okay, so, aren't all of us stuck with the choices we make? <laughs> yeah, Mary. You don't even Are be such a bitch all of about us him? stuck with the choices we make. Like, damn, oh, she I know really... it was really all right on the <laughs> and nose. She looks that so one. angry. I know <laughs> she's just so done. She's done. She's fucking done. She's she really does not want to be married to Richard, and no one wants her to either. It's like except for Cora, and that's like it. You know, it's like oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. because Cora doesn't know about what he did. So it's just like 
Um, okay, so Thomas brings all the supplies to Mrs. Pemmer. She's like, wow, I can't believe you got a hold of all this stuff. And wow. he's like, okay, what am I going to get paid? And she's like, um, let's wait and see how the things taste. And then I'll let you know. Like, let's see how everything works. She should have um, just tasted it right there. Like, I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> all of this could have been, like, avoided if she literally just took a pinch of it, put it on her tongue. The sugar, the flat, like, everything. It's just like... Mm, okay Mm -hmm. is this good no all right like that's it like that's all you need to do (laughs) i mean i guess i i just i just don't know how they know what plaster tastes like well it doesn't taste like flour for sure i mean for sure (laughs) think about that one Blaster does not taste like flour, you know, and obviously Mrs. Patmore knows what flour tastes like. I don't know, I haven't haven't tasted Blaster, but I guess it doesn't. (laughs) Okay. Oh, boy. All right, we'll we'll get there. Uh, Okay, so then Violet comes into Matthew's room unannounced to have a personal personal conversation with him. She's like, may I please? And she's just like, no, no, stand up. She's like, so cute. She puts her little hand out and her gloved hand. She she's thinks like, that his stop. legs are going to like just stop working again. Like, she's just like, no, no. I know. She's really cute. Um, yeah, she's really adorable. She comes she, and sits down. Yeah. Um, she's like, I just wanted to chat with you and not be disturbed. Um, she's like, I'm happy you're recovered. Um, she goes, I'm, Mary is still in love with you. Yeah. Basically, that's it. She just says, listen, if you have any kind of feeling towards Mary, she's still in love with you. I know Lavinia's a good gal, but that's not what we're talking about here. Let's not muddy the waters with Lavinia. You love Mary. Mary loves you. And then, and then. Marriage is a long business. Yep, it's a long business. And Matthew's like, well, Lavinia, you know, came to my side. She did this and that. And she's like. Yes, like, but... like, I'm not. I'm not saying Lavinia is not a bad person. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that marriage is a long business, and you need to make sure you marry the right person. And you know, I I get it. Like I feel, you know, even though Lavinia is a good person, even though she did this thing, if Matthew does not want to be with her long term, I mean, and he thought about it at one at one point, but he still loves Mary. We all know this. He still wants to be with Mary. Mm-hmm. It's like. Does he does he want to be with Mary for the rest of his life, or does he want to be with Lavinia? And it's his choice now because he can walk. Everything is different now. Yeah, <laughs> the so. world is in the palm of his hand now. Yeah, he could. All of he has the power is in the palm of his hand. He has the power to change Mary's perspective because Mary is in a position where she can't really get out of it. I mean, she she could if she really wanted to, but. She, uh, she doesn't feel like it, so. But you'd probably have to, yeah, you'd probably have to, fuck, I don't know, make, make some kind of crazy deal with Richard to, to call off this wedding. Or, or Richard will have to do it. Like, you have mm-hmm. to. Yeah. It, do one of those, do one of those crazy stunts from those sitcoms and make the person hate you so much that they just want to call <laughs> it off. Yeah, but also not write anything bad about you in their newspaper. You know what I mean? Right, that, that too. That too. So that's a, that's a big deal. You kind of have some power to make her feel like shit um okay so then uh edith and violet are talking to lavinia about when the wedding's gonna be they're like may or april and Lavinia's like i think april so then they're talking kind of just discussing about 
weddings and stuff. Um, Richard yeah. and, and Mary and are talking. They're she, overhearing this. Yes, I think. she's not happy. And it says like she's she's not like, even trying. to Mary be happy. doesn't want to be. Yes, she, the every sentence she says to Richard is like, "Yeah, but I don't want to be like in competition with Matthew and Lavinia." <laughs> And like, and then it's like, okay, then how about a summer wedding? And she's like, yeah, whatever. She's like, I <laughs> she's guess just... we'll just do end of July if you're really twisting my fucking arm, you asshole. Like, they're just like she incredibly is... angry towards each other. Yes. Like, like yeah. R- Richard's trying to be just like very happy and excited about this, but Mary is done. Like, um, oh, and then that's where she confronts him yeah. about the bribe. She's like, you bribed Nana. He's like, oh, she told you. He's, she's like, no. She did not she... tell me, <laughs> but oh, but I still found out anyway. Um, she's like, next time, just ask me. <laughs> like she was like, I don't want any, I don't want anything oh. between us here. Um, yeah, I don't want yeah any anything yeah I don't want you to be to be paranoid or questioning everything I do and I just I just I just want to live through this marriage but then he asked her <laughs> uh, so she goes he goes well then are you still in love with Matthew that's what he says he does they, they straight he up have it. this conversation he in front it. of everybody like just just yep. in this drawing room and and she's like no like well no you know what she says she says I'm, I'm gonna she says of course not would I ever admit to loving not. a man who preferred someone else over me so, uh, <laughs> pretty sly. It's pretty sly. Pretty sly. It's not quite like it, it, she said. Of course not. But I mean, she, she mm. <laughs> like that's not incredible. That's not incredibly of a course not. So, okay. Then no, Bates no. hears that his wife had written a letter to one of her friends saying, "Um, I fear for my life." my uh, ex-husband may kill me tonight. So if he comes over and kills me, oh, oh, well, this woman literally set up Mr. Bates in death. She was like doing a 13 reasons why or something. Just like the ultimate. I'm slowly coming to the conclusion that Bates didn't kill her. She did in fact kill herself and frame. Yep. Mr. Bates. She literally wanted <laughs> oh him to die God. so... Like, she wanted him to be in so much pain and ruin that she killed herself and framed her husband to... Yeah. To put him on... The, like, to make him so fucking miserable. I mean... The... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all... It's, it kind of mirrors that, um, that movie we watched, The Promising Young Woman, at the end. Um, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, you know, yeah. going so far as to just be like, my life is worth your ruin, which is an extremely yeah. drastic thing to do. I mean, I, I can't even think about what kind of person would do that. It's the same thing with, with 13 Reasons Why, which I have not watched, but that's kind of like the, the concept of that show was that. Oh, is that the, the girl kill herself for like a specific reason to, to <laughs> do something or show something or whatever yeah to like show like to you know i i know nothing about that show is about <laughs> i have like, no idea to like I have, have the, no clue. the people be in pain i guess i mean I, yeah life is worth so much than that and it, it's just like to to belittle it down to 
such simplistic idea. Like, this is a character in a show. I don't know. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so this letter's not good. No. Like, this letter is not good. It no. puts Mr. Bates in a bad light. And, uh, yeah, whatever. It's, it's a conversation. <laughs> yeah, Just, it's, yeah, whatever. I'm glad that's the end of that situation in this episode. Okay, then Mary yeah. goes to Sybil's room. We, you know what? We can speed through this shit. Mary goes That's to right. S- Sybil, <laughs> Sybil said she wasn't going to dinner yep. because she was she was feeling sick. Do, do we mention that? No. She said Sybil she was not at dinner because she said she was feeling ill. Yeah. Mary goes up to her come. room. She can't get into her room. Anna comes down to Mrs. Hughes and's like, "Can I have the extra key?" Sure. Okay. She gets the extra key. She goes up there. They find a note. <laughs> That Sybil's room is empty, and they find a note. They mm-hmm. read it. She's like, "I've." She's like, "Dear family, I'm leaving. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> dear family. I've decided I'm gonna go. I'm a running way away with, my with Branson, the chauffeur. <gasps> the chauffeur. Yes, the chauffeur. <laughs> <laughs> but because Mary and Anna found it, it's kind of safe right now. They're gonna go get her. Edith, Edith, and Mary go and go to the rescue to to save Sybil from ruin. They drive there because Edith knows how to drive. Sybil, Sybil and, and Branson have run away. <laughs> it's exactly like that. I mean, I don't think the rest of the family would be in ruin as it is in Pride and Prejudice. Because that's yeah. kind of the idea with that time period. Is oh, that... no, I said it wrong. I said it wrong. I said it wrong. Sybil has run away has with run Branson. Away. With Branson. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay. Yeah, but I don't think the rest of the family would be ruined. I think they'd be okay, but it's, uh, no, I think it's simple. That would not be okay. Um, Daisy's up at like four in the fucking morning, like I, checking I on these I cakes. I don't think it's that late. I don't I think know. It's like I don't midnight. know. Miss <laughs> Pepper comes in and she's like, what are you doing in here, you crazy girl? And uh, they're like, cake. oh, let's test the cake. Yeah. Like, let's try this cake that you made, Daisy. Sure, it doesn't taste like ass. <laughs> oh, it tastes like ass. <laughs> Oh, it tastes like ass. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty clear that it tastes like ass. Um, but like, oh, it's disgusting. This flour, this, 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 these, uh, ma- these ingredients are disgusting. And then they go and taste the stuff, and they're like, oh, this stuff's nasty. Yeah. Oh, it's two thirds plaster dust. <laughs> oh no, that's so bad. So it's all bad stuff. Oh. And she's like, I ain't paying Thomas for this shit. Yeah, totally. And then uh, um, back back to uh back to the they they, they spot the car. Yeah, it's at this inn called like the Swan Inn or something. When I was watching this, I was like, I was like, <laughs> there's two cars in the whole county. That's gotta be it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the only um, other car is a bus in that car that they're driving. Oh, it's right, the Swan Inn. Okay, yeah, they're at the Swan Inn, and oh. they they burst into the room. Um. Sybil's in the bed. Branson's sitting in a chair. I guess gonna yeah. sleep in a fucking chair. <laughs> and Sybil's gonna sleep in in her corset and everything in the bed for the night. I mean, what the fuck? Like, duh. all right. They they walk in and they're like, oh great, nothing's happened. And she's like, of course nothing's happened. We're gonna look tomorrow, not tonight. <laughs> so freaking ridiculous. They convince yeah. Sybil to come home, basically like, listen, we approve of you guys. 
mom and dad just need to come onto your side. At least they would be like aware of it. You don't need to do this in the shadows. You guys can basically just come to them and be like, hey, we're together. If you hate me, I'm sorry, but this is the way it is. And, Mm -hmm. you know, at least she'll be coming to them in the daylight and they'll respect that a little bit, which this is not going to go over well anyway, but just like... Of course not. Of course not. And Branson is so, like, paranoid. He's like, he's like, oh, they're just saying things to get you to come back. And, and you know, he's looking at Sybil. Sybil's, like, lo- looking like she's having second thoughts. And he's just like, you're thinking about going with them, aren't you? And she's like, well, of course I am. They're my family, and I don't want them to hate me. Yeah. But, um, but she's like, I still love you, and I still want to be with you. So this is not... Yeah. So she's like, let's do this the right way. I don't and know not, why she didn't think not. about this. The f- I don't. I don't understand why she didn't think about this herself. She's a smart girl. It, it's. It's not like she could have just like thought. Maybe we should just tell them. Like maybe maybe this would be a better idea than us running away. No, she didn't. Literally didn't even think about it. And she had no. like four years she to think just, about this. Yeah, I don't. I <laughs> don't know what happened. Like I, I don't know how she didn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Did your AirPods die? Really Is that know. why you're talking about They me? did. Yeah, they died. <laughs> talking me on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they sure did. Ugh, poor Branson, though, because, like, he just wanted to, he just wanted to be with his love. Like, that's what he wanted. Look how, look how sad his little face is. <laughs> so sad. And she, and Mary's so like, sad. do you want money for the room? He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, no, I can handle things on my own. Okay. Then the next morning happened, and the girls aren't down for for breakfast, and uh, they're like, "Oh, they're probably just sleeping in." I hope they're not getting the Spanish flu. Um, chorus, there. yeah, <laughs> the Spanish flu. Oh God. Um, uh, um she says she's up early because normally she's not up this early. Yeah. Robert's usually, I guess, eating breakfast by himself or something. Which, I don't know. which we do see. Um, she's never eating breakfast with them. Yeah, and um, and she says, uh, Isabel wants me to help her with her refugee project, and he's like, oh, I thought getting her onto that was supposed to get her out of your hair, and she's like, oh, well, I have a lot more time now, she's like, and I just don't, I just don't want to get restless, so maybe I need, I need something to do. It's kind of um, cute, yeah, she's definitely, like, being like, oh, you know, I do care about things, and she gives him a little kiss on the cheek, and I, I can tell that he's feeling a little bad <laughs> about the situation with Jane, because he totally just kissed his other girl. I mean, that's not cool. You know, you can't do that. You're married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely, he's definitely having some thoughts. Um, he's alone now. Jane comes in and she's like, well, I wanted to catch you alone. Don't say that too, too loudly. People aren't that far away from this. Like Mr. Carson, room. who's literally on the other side of that divider in the room, you know? <gasps> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and she's like, well, I figured you want me to send him my res- resignation. And he's like, no, it was totally my fault. You shouldn't have to leave because of my foolishness i mean and yeah i get it yeah. yeah and he's like it was it was my fault and i don't know if she was gonna say something like or if she was gonna say something like you know i love you but then i mean no i mean she she was Carly ready to around. leave she was like i don't think it would be right yeah. you know and but the thing is she does yeah. love him and that would be a problem you know it's like mm, yeah you can't really live in the same house you can't do that like i don't think she's gonna yeah. do anything but it's more like robert who's gonna do something that i'm worried about you know yeah yeah okay but carson definitely saw something so i don't know if he's gonna look more into that but i don't know it, it might just be nothing but um 
Thomas goes back to his uh, shack in the morning with all of his supplies. I think he knows. Oh, what he has does. Happened. Yeah, which it's nice. We didn't he, get to. We didn't have to see the scene between. We didn't have to hear that for once. <laughs> for once, this show doesn't have to give us a filler scene. I know. <laughs> of Mrs. Patmore yelling at Thomas, being like, "This stuff is garbage." That's true. Yeah, we um, but we get just, a this, Thomas really upset. Handheld this scene must camera. Have been fun to shoot. I know they definitely <laughs> did this only once. Like they, this is definitely a one shot scene where yeah. Thomas is just he throwing just... everything. We got we got the handheld camera. We got the the, yeah. the like messy yeah. kind of look as he's throwing things, slashing things. Really, really upset. Um, yeah, yeah. Then we have Isabel talking to Matthew about his little keychain. Uh, doggy. Oh yeah, she comes in. She's like, "What's this little plushie?" Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, someone gave me that as like a good luck charm when I was at the front." And she's like, "Oh, maybe I should just donate it to the to the children's basket or something, the mm-hmm. children's organization or I don't know whatever." And um, and he's like, "No, yeah, I should, I should keep it. You don't yeah. know when you might need some luck." It's, I think it's pretty clear <laughs> that that's his feelings towards Mary, kind of. Yep. Yep. Yep showing themselves if he if he didn't care about mary he wouldn't care about this but i mean also i knew i knew that dog was gonna come back up because when when she first gave it to him i was uh, i was expecting things to move around way too quickly and have and have like matthew have like a near-death experience but have his good luck charm like Mm. like make it good and and then he would like realize that he still loved mary it it happened happened later happened later a a couple episodes later but and lavinia is working on her embroidery she looks like me. Yeah, that was that was a large, large embroidery hoop. circle. Large hoop. Man, is she making like a pillow? What the hell is she doing? Oh my god, something gorgeous though. It looked really good. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah. I feel because I've been doing so much embroidery. I I feel like I'm a woman of of your. Like it's just uh, I feel like I've been doing all this stuff that women do in 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 the, the you know. You're you're an accomplished woman. That's for sure, man. Okay. Last mm-hmm, uh, last mm-hmm. part here. We've got just Thomas telling O'Brien about how pissed he is that he literally spent all his money on this stuff. Um, O'Brien says, can't you get it back? And he says, yeah, fat chance. It was some hooded, <laughs> yeah. it was some hooded, shabby looking dude in a bar that I don't even get his real name. <laughs> I was like, why would you buy from somebody like that? You think that, like... I know, he legit <sighs> says that I met him in a bar once, and I, and I won't know how to find him. I'm like, then why the fuck did you do <laughs> I I know, it's, it's a really... Are you dumb? Like, Thomas, are you dumb? Yeah. Like, like he really God. didn't think about the, the concept of this. He could have started another business. He could have started a legitimate business in town... To get himself some money, yet he decided this is the way I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to do a risky business instead of a, you know. Yeah, he's like he he's a real high risk, high reward kind of guy, and um. But uh, for him, it's it's high risk, lose all your fucking money, type of thing. So. Oy, oy, oy. But you know what? Thomas fucking deserves it. He's a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he deserves he deserves every every part of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and that's how it ends um i actually kind of liked that ending i thought it was uh thought it was pretty good 
There's a little better episode than last episode, and, and the episode oh, yeah, before. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I just feel like there's so many middling episodes of this show. Like, kind of like... Yeah, I feel like I feel like nothing has happened this season. <laughs> <laughs> Except for an entire war. Um, Except for an entire war. And, like, Sybil deciding to be with Branson. That was a big step. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, oh my gosh, what was even in this episode? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I give this, uh, I give this episode, um, eight, eight plaster dust wedding cakes out of ten. Eight? Wow, that's pretty high. I I like this episode. I liked it. Yeah. I'm going to give this, um... Six and a half bastard children out of ten. Whoa! All right. Yeah, that's a lot. All right. Well, I think uh, that is that is it for this episode. Nothing really telling about what might happen in the next episode. Probably, uh, it's it's the it's the season finale though. Something's gonna right? happen with Richard Carlyle. With, I, I feel yeah, like Richard that's Carlyle, gonna boil down to Matthew something. and Mary. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but we do have an announcement to make, um, this, we're going to be taking a break from Downton for a couple of weeks just so we can really focus on, um, watching Oscar movies before the Oscars come out, um, because we will also be taking a break from recording for a bit as Alessandra's birthday is in the latter half of April, um, right around the time the Oscars happen. So we're going to be focusing just on watching the Oscar-nominated movies and talking about them with you. So definitely uh, look forward to seeing a lot of those. And when we do come back to Downton, uh, watching Downton episodes, we will hopefully have Vicky, our Downton London correspondent, mm-hmm. um, on the next episode. <laughs> yes. So uh, look forward for that. Look forward to that. And um, But uh, that's it for Downton this, uh, this episode. If you liked this episode of please let us know you can rate and review our show on apple podcasts google podcasts and stitcher um if uh you want to send us a suggestion for future episodes you can leave us a comment on soundcloud or facebook just search all by the popcorn and like our pages uh, you can also send us suggestions or just say hello to our you can email us at all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com if you want notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We have Twitter at By the Popcorn and Instagram at All by the Popcorn Podcast. We are also now on Spotify, and um, we also have merch. All right, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys in the next one. Bye. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 